I'm Jenny Thomas. And I'm her friend, Ellie David. We decided to create a podcast that embodies what you would talk about with your closest friends. So sit back and relax and put your headphones in. Because you're listening to the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Ellie, it's been a couple of weeks. How are you? I am okay right now. <laughs> As you sit here looking at me and talking to me, I'm okay. <laughs> In this moment, it's moment to moment. Yeah. It's, it's been a, a bit of a ride the last couple of weeks, but <laughs> I'm okay. How about you? Uh, pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Been better, been worse. Yeah. I mean, par for the course, I guess, this time of year. I mean, I'm not blaming it on the holidays. Honestly, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm out of excuses. Like, I really don't know. But I just wanted everyone to know because I was pretty proud of myself. I had a phone consultation this afternoon with a therapist. Really? Yes, I did. Wow. Now, don't know if this one's going to work out, but it's it's a jump <laughs> off point. <laughs> And I, I scheduled an appointment That's big. for right after the first. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I I, I landed in the emergency room again with another panic attack that I thought was a heart attack. And I'm like, you know. Yeah. We got to figure this out. It's like, this you do. is now debilitating at this point. <laughs> I hate to laugh. I'm not jokingly laughing. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to just take it in stride and. You know, listen, I've I've had so much therapy throughout my life. Up until my 30s, I was pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. And then I did like 12 step work and stuff like that. But I have and I was pretty consistent for a while with that as well. But um, yeah, I haven't had a therapist in a long time. So, well, you know, here's hoping. I think that no, it's I think when we say we have issues and we work through them and it's minor stuff, but your stuff's actually debilitating you for one and preventing you from driving places for two. And I think yeah, for just for your own peace of mind, you need to work through that. Yeah, Obviously I mean, it's more than what me and Maria can, can, can diagnose or do or work out or whatever, what you call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as self-aware as I, I really believe I am, it doesn't mean I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but I'm very <laughs> self-aware, but, uh, you know, and you know how I feel about therapy. I, it's like your general practitioner. I think everyone needs a therapist and you should have someone that you're checking in with. And if anything has taught us most recently with that horrible, tragic death of Stephen Boss, Twitch, um, he, ended his life and yeah. you never you know you just never know what someone is going through and you know we we talk all the time about removing stigmas from you know mental health and mental health issues reaching out for help you know and it's like what am I doing like no do I feel suicidal or any of those types of things no it's quite the opposite I'm so scared of dying <laughs> <That> <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I know that there's there's reasons for that, and I do need the tools. I you know, I can be aware of it, but if I don't know how to handle it or you know cope, that you know, yeah. So you know, we'll see. It's a part. You know, I I think what keeps someone like me, and maybe you can relate to this, keeps us away from going back into therapy is that 
you know the process, mm-hmm. you know the journey, you know the work. Just the initial is kind of daunting because you're like, Ugh, I got to go tell somebody my whole life story. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, I might not like that somebody. And now I got to do it again. I mean, it's like, it's, it's a little bit of work, you know, but it's worth it. You know, if you find a, find a good one. I was just talking about this with um, my brother the other day. And I said to him, the reason I stopped going to therapy and trauma therapy specifically was because I had to actually sit and write down every traumatic event that I was trying to not remember or how they reprogram your mind to think of it differently. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to rehash all that. (laughs) And then as I was going through the process, it was actually making me like edgy and angry. And so I just like felt like at the moment it was better for me to just discontinue because I didn't like bringing all of that. It was bringing up insecurities in me. Now, I know you have to walk through the fire to get through the other end, and that's a really bad cop-out, but I just wasn't ready to deal with it, I guess. And listen, it's that's an honest perspective. I mean, the way, and I, I've i already been, like, in my mind mm-hmm. going over those things, like, oh, I'm going to have to talk about this. I'm gonna have to... But I know that I can also say I'm not ready. Yeah. And a good therapist will respect that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and slow down for you. Yes. You know, and so, you know, I just figure I'll start with the panic attacks, <laughs> you know, and just start to like unravel, <laughs> but I'll just go at my own pace, you know, and, you know, I, I think about 12 step mantra a lot. And one of the things that always ring true to me and really never let me down is bring your body and your mind will follow. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I, I'm at that point where it's like, I will just go wherever I need to go and pray that God just gives me the, the bravery and the stamina and the whatever to just keep going until my mind catches up, you know, and I know it will eventually, it will. but it takes time. And that's the other thing. People, all of us want quick fixes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just human nature. You want something instant, you know, mm-hmm. instant gratification. And it just, your mind and your psyche, you know, you know, it took me 42 years to get into the shape that I'm in. uh, (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Well, and you know, it doesn't always, your panic attacks may not even be for a reason you even think it is. I I had this situation similar, very similar happen about a year. Ashton was about a year old and I was getting pains in my chest and having these, I didn't even know they were panic attacks. And that's even scarier. Right. And, yeah. and a few years before that, I was getting weird pains in my chest and I, and I went to, you know, went to my doctor, sent me for all sorts of heart tests and she concluded it was anxiety, put me on, um, buspirone, I think it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And for anxiety, and I took it for a few years, but then obviously stopped at some point. And then when I started to get, these were much worse. This is, was, I can't breathe, crushing chest pain. And I remember one time, I think I've told you, waking Wyatt up and making me, him take me to the urgent care because where mm-hmm. I work, because I just thought I was going to die. And nothing came back. It was anxiety. And I had post-traumatic stress from 
Ashton being sick as a baby. Yeah. And they, I mean, I walked in and he found the trigger in like 30 seconds. And I was like, <laughs> holy, <shit>. holy crap. <laughs> really? Like, we don't have to go back 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm open to, to going over it and figuring it out. I mean, yeah. Panic attacks are no joke. Mm, I mean, no. it's, and this last one that I had, the baby was with me. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't doing good that day. Yeah. And I was just trying to power through it. You know, like my, my mental, like, I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, and I let my daughter leave to take the dog to the dog park. And I was alone with her. And that was it. It was like, my mind just went, Whoo, you're going to die. And she's going to be in the floor and she's going to die. I mean, it was just like, yeah. I spiraled and I mean, my husband, you know, my husband had to come home. She came right back. I was almost passed out. I almost did pass oh out God. and I'm like, uh, and <laughs> I will say the doctors that I came into and guys, if you're in the medical profession, nursing or doctors, especially I know. And I know I, cause I'm in healthcare, you get numb to stuff. And, but remember why you do it <laughs> because these doctors that day, there was a doctor and a doctor in training and there was a couple really great nurses and they they really saved me because they were so kind. They were so one, the, the doctor in training was like, has dealt with this for his life throughout mm-hmm. his life. The doctor, doctor, um, the head doctor or whatever, his wife is two years older than me in perimenopause. Their youngest is two years old. So hello. Yeah. And he was so sympathetic and understanding and did not, none of them treated me like a lunatic, which is what I felt like, you know, because the second I walked in there, I felt better. Right. Cause you know, you know? then that yeah. if anything happens, they're going to be where they're right there with the defibrillator. Exactly. <laughs> so the minute he walks in the room, he's like, well, how are you feeling now? And I'm like, better now that you're, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, my blood pressure spiked like but outrageously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it. You know? So, <laughs> But he was, they were just all so kind and was like, look, you know, this is what's, I mean, they did the heart monitors and all, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I even asked him, I said, should I go see a cardiologist just for peace of mind? And he said, listen, talk to your doctor. I'm telling you, no, you don't need that. You do, however, need to get to the bottom of these panic attacks, you know, and what's happening. But no, there is nothing indicating that there's anything like that happening with you. I'm like, all right, you know, so since then I've had a little more peace of mind, but I, you know, I can't just slough it off anymore and sweep it under the rug until the next one happens, you know, and it might be nice to have a lifeline to call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Hey, uh, can you hit me up real quick and let me (laughs) see if this is the big one or (laughs) the other big one? (laughs) <laughs> well, I went and saw, I mean, I have a regular cardiologist and I haven't been in a few years. It's probably been, it's been about three years now. I had my last stress test just because I, I was going through like, it was around, it was right. It was right after tax season ended when we hadn't first moved, moved to parish. And, you know, so I, tax season ended, didn't really know what I was going to do in the interim, you know, and. I had to find some income. And so I, I think I was just really stressed. And I started getting chest pains as I was on the treadmill. 
but I think it was all, co- I know it was all coincidence because everything came back fine. But, you know, it's, I was like, am I going to drop dead here on the treadmill, you know, type thing. And so it's good to know what's going on. My yeah. fear, like you, with the baby, was always that they were going to come home and find me dead with the baby on top of me because that actually happened to um, my grandfather's sister. She was in her early 30s, I want to say, had three small children. She died of an aneurysm. And her mm-hmm. husband came home and found the three kids sitting next to her on the floor, and she was dead. Well, and there you go. It's those stories. Yeah. Like, probably not, help. Help. Probably not helping you. <laughs> oh god i gotta go (laughs) no but no but you make a great point those stories are true and they happen Mm -hmm. and but they are rare yeah they're very rare and another thing i heard recently was it was i think on tiktok but very true and it was a doctor and he was like listen doctors are not gonna let you die Mm -mm. today you're not going to drop dead like they did 50 years Mm -mm. ago now the difference is going to be as you age, they're going to, you're going to age. Okay. But are you going to have good quality of life? Right. That's going to be on you, mm-hmm. but they're going to keep you alive. Oh yeah. They're going to give you the medicine. They're going to watch you. They're going to make sure you stay living and breathing, mm-hmm. but you might not have a good quality of life if you're doing a bunch of stuff, you know, that's right. harmful. And so, but yeah, you're, those are the things that go through my head. All those stories every time I'm like, oh, God. yeah, but, you know, you have to remember you work a very physical job. And if you're yeah. not getting any kind of chest pain, shortness of breath or anything like that, when you're exerting yourself, then you're OK. It's because these for even me, it happens. You know, it just seems like mm-hmm. when, when I when I'm finally feeling good and my body's not hurting, all of a sudden it's like, boom well, we're going to fuck with you this way. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden then the chest pain will come and I'll be a, feel short of breath and I'll lose the saliva in my mouth and I'll feel like I'm going to pass out. But so you have to remember when you're, you're, if you're not having these problems when you're in top exerting yourself, because that's what a stress test is. They put you on the treadmill and try to kill you. Yeah. And then your heart is okay. But I, I mean, I think for your own peace of mind, you should go see a cardiologist and get that ruled out and maybe slide into an MRI machine and make sure your brain doesn't have any aneurysms. <laughs> and you'll be good. That's why I, I do that every couple of years. You know, every couple of years, I like to, you know, scan myself and be done. Well, okay. I'd rather die of an aneurysm than go into the tube. So, oh, God, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> forgot about that yeah no but um you're as far as a cardiologist yeah I, i'm not checking that off my list and i will talk to my therapist about it and see what she thinks. because peace of mind you know i think it would help me i agree and and that doctor wasn't saying it wouldn't but as an er doc he was not going to give me a referral to the cardiologist but he said talk to my doctor you know and and see if that's something that he thinks would and your me, blood but. pressure will spike in those situations. The other night when I went to the urgent care because I thought I broke a rib, my blood pressure was high. And it's not in the last, like, I don't know, a few months even. Every time I've gone, it's been 110 over 60. One Today it was 115 over, over 73. It's It's not been typically high since I've lost weight. 
but that night he she was like it, it wasn't really high it was like 150 over 80 and i was like oh that's high for me and she's like well you're in pain that's probably why yeah so any kind of stress will make your blood pressure be high oh yeah and that no but listen it was like you know 102 over 185 you know that's where it was reaching Okay. So that was where, once I actually checked my blood pressure, that's when I was like, oh, hell no. But the second, I'm not even kidding you. The second I got into that emergency room, oh, yeah. by the time I was in triage, it was down. See, I mean, my husband, it it's the insane. opposite. As soon as min- min- he walks in the facility, his blood pressure spikes. Because <laughs> he says he wasn't sick till he went to the doctor. <laughs> I guess I got a lot of my grandma and my mom and me. I'm like, heal me, medicine. You are my friend. I do. I just like want them all to give me a hug. I know, right? Thank I God was their here. favorite patient that day. I felt very special by the time I left. I'm sure you were. The doctor in training was like, I just want to say, he was a young, like, good looking guy. You know, he's like, I just want to say, I know you're having a hard time, but I'm really glad you came today. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, I'm just saying, it's people like you. This is why I want to do this. <laughs> I said, listen, honey, I'm in healthcare. No one understands that more than me. God sprinkles in a few okay ones every once in yeah. a while. So you just don't say, go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. Seriously, because sick people are mean because they don't feel mean, good. Mean and crazy. That's one of the first things they taught me when I went into healthcare. Sick people are mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hateful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to go on that much of a rant. No, but it's all right. I definitely wanted to share it because I think a lot of people saw, I know what I saw with Twitch affected me mm-hmm. very deeply. It's affecting all of us mm-hmm. to see someone so young, so full of life, so full of joy, so kind, you know, and this is, you know, our podcast, that's our main goal mm-hmm. is to whatever you know and we can spend a lot of things to kind of go into the world of mental health and overall wellness Mm because there's a lot of things that affect that period I mean there's very few things in life right now that don't affect it right um but so tragic and I I, it's so much harder for men Mm -hmm. and black men especially oh yeah it's getting better I I see and hear so many especially like celebrities talking about you know mental health so that's good but yeah, I just think it's super duper important. It is, most definitely. I mean, you know, and it's it's like I always say, and and it's not always the case, but it's the ones that are quiet that you just don't see coming that is the most shocking because they're not asking for help or, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just a tragedy. I mean. Speaking of tragedies, you know, Perez Hilton, I don't know if anybody's heard what he has to say about Britney Spears, but apparently it's not good. Um, I don't. Has he actually said what he's. No, he will. It's so bad. It is so bad. He will not repeat it. But a close Mm. someone close to her told him. Everybody's everybody is has a right to be concerned something is wrong yeah but they won't you know he won't say it now will it leak uh at some point 
I don't know. But I really truly believe those videos that Sam is posting of her voice in the background are not her. And I almost think that maybe she's suffering from schizophrenia and Mm -hmm. she's posting all of these things on her rampage and then he or someone within her group is taking them down and that's why they disappear. I don't know. I wonder if, I don't did you read about or hear about her Jack in the Box guy story? No, not that one, no. Apparently, she was having a hangry attack, and she left the house, and she went to Jack in the Box. And she had been crying. She posted she had been crying before she went through the drive-thru because she was so hungry. She worked herself up. And when she got through the drive-thru, got to the drive-thru, you know, the, the cashier guy took her money and everything and said, I guess, handed her food and noticed she'd been crying, didn't know who she was. And said, don't worry, it'll get better. And, you know, then, like, she kind of looked at him, I guess, and put her sunglasses on. And then he realized who she was. Well, he came forward later on TikTok because and said he was the Jack in the Box guy. But she went on a rampage about him on her Instagram. Fuck you. You don't know my life. You don't know who I am or how dare you say such a thing to me and blah, 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 blah. Hmm. And so then this guy, I guess, made this TikTok, didn't show his face, just barely like like a side profile, told the story, said, I just noticed this sweet girl look upset. And I've never said that to a customer before, but I was just like, wanted to brighten her day and say, it's okay, sweetie, it's going to it's going to get better. Like I was just trying right. to be nice in the moment. He said, and then when she, he said, she put her sunglasses on and he said, and in that moment I realized who she was and I just shut the window cause it was awkward and handed her food and left. Yeah. And so I don't, I wonder if that's true or not. If it's, if they're not, her camp is not paying somebody to say, yeah, I saw her because everyone's been saying there's no like visual confirmations like her and Sam allegedly went to Nobu for for her birthday. But mm-hmm. nobody like that place is swarming with paparazzi all the time. But nobody saw her there. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't listen. Speaking of mental health, mm-hmm. I mean, I was definitely a free Britney uh, supporter. Um, plenty of, we've talked about this, you know, there's plenty of, especially men that are in the limelight. So, you know, celebrities that are definitely, uh, way out there Mm -hmm. that are not being locked up in a conservatorship. So, you know, I, I had some serious issue with that. However, from the time that she was out of the conservatorship, I I've been thinking this person is definitely unstable Mm -hmm. and you know, not knowing exactly what's going on, you know, or, you know, and we know that she's on, it's, it was never about that. We know that she has issues. Um, but you know, I, the theory that you're giving, I feel, I tend to think more like that. Like, I feel like there is something happening and the people around her, him, her husband or allegedly her husband, um, is either trying to protect her so that no one sees what's actually happening yeah. or trying to protect their, their own stake in the game. Mm. Because if she does get locked up again, 
that's going to affect the purse strings. But from what I hear, he has his own money. Which is, yeah, somebody I mean, made that, that comment, could be true. But, and I, I, I don't, but I don't know who he is. I have not, he's not someone, like, I've always been leery of him. Let's put it this way. I don't know much about him, but I have read some things that people were saying, oh, you know, he's going to, you know, if she gets locked up in, in a conservatorship again, there goes his financial freedom. And somebody right. said he actually has his own money from modeling and the little bit of acting he's done. I doubt he has Britney Spears' money. Uh, no, he doesn't. Not many you know? people do. He I mean she's yeah. right up there with you know the best of them. But yeah, I mean with probably Taylor Swift even because she was that teen you know star. She was yeah at one point. I mean I'm sure who knows what's happened to her finances throughout this, but she's definitely got Britney Spears' money still. Um, so I'm confused about that. The other thing that confused me was this whole wedding thing. Mm-hmm. And the, there's all these, um, assumptions or, you know, thoughts that maybe the celebrities that were involved in her wedding were kind of behind protecting her and trying to make it look like she was healthy and getting married and doing, you know, quote unquote, normal life things, or were they just, just none the wiser and were participating in something that was a farce because there's all this assumption that that wasn't a real wedding well their marriage certificate has been made public now okay somebody found it his name is not the same as his driver's license but that okay. could be for various reasons because because everybody was talking about that and i'm like what why I would, would they yes, fake the wedding that's what i thought too that it wasn't a legal wedding but then i read that it was another concerning video that was she posted you know when she posted her instagram somebody you know, there's this one girl that's been breaking everything down. And it's funny because she actually fights with Paris, with uh, Perez Hilton in these videos. Mm-hmm. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, I guess the sign for trafficking is like to put an ink spot on your shirt. Okay. And apparently in one of the videos, she's wearing a nightgown, something lacy, and it has a it has a spot on it, like a like a like an like a magic marker, like a sharpie. And so people were saying, well, that's a sign that she's being held hostage against her will, like trafficking. And a couple of people said that in the comments, and Perez Hilton liked it, but I yeah. just can't believe that. Britney Spears was sold into Sam, whatever his name is, and she's being trafficked. I I want to believe that if her family knew that, no matter what she's done or said, they would do something to intervene. I don't believe that. I, I really don't. I mean, I and and again, let let me uh just press down a little bit on Perez Hilton. He's a slime ball. Oh, I know that. Oh, and I we know. can't trust him now. Mm-hmm. Is it? I do believe, like you, that he could have information for sure. But why isn't he releasing it? He releases everything stuff. You know, he doesn't yeah. care. And God forbid, if it is something horrific, and then you don't he better, tell? Yeah, you better be talking to the authorities or someone. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are you trying to tell me? You have something so horrible that could be happening to Britney Spears, and instead of getting her help, you're going to go online and use it as clickbait, right? You know, I, even Perez Hilton, that's pretty low. Yeah. So I feel like it's, I'm not saying he has nothing, but if he does have something, I don't, I don't think it's that 
uh, and the person he told him that told him they're not doing anything. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's going to be something that could be damaging. Right. But not like that. But I, so it also made me wonder if maybe she has cancer and she's sick, you know, with some sort of illness and going through like treatments. And that's why they keep putting these videos up because they don't want possible. I mean, I, that's, you know, another scenario, but who knows? I mean, I'm more with you though. I feel like the, like a schizophrenia Mm -hmm. or severe bipolar, you know, who, I don't know exactly what she was diagnosed with in the past. I don't remember if we ever really do that fully, um, you know, but the the behavior is definitely, oh, I mean, it's all over the place, you know, so if they do have her locked up if the family did intervene, but maybe she needed to get regulated with her meds again or something. And they're yeah. just trying to give her some time to, you know. And even that would be salacious, mm-hmm. you know. The, so if someone told Perez that, it would be salacious news because we've all just, you know, supported the whole free Britney thing. Mm-hmm. So everybody's gonna be like, "Oh shit," you know, yeah. like, <laughs> "What do we do?" <laughs> but I still think she should be free, no matter what. Oh, I you agree. Know, I just hope that there's people that you know we'll love her, her enough. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'll yeah. keep watching. It's it's still so confusing to me. So hopefully things get a little more clear. Yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> hopefully. Time will tell. Yeah. So big news of the week are the topic of conversation. Harry and Megan. Dun dun dun. Oh boy. Where do we even begin with that? I have notes I have- somewhere. I do too. So, God, yeah, I don't know where to start. First of all, I guess we'll just start with the fact that, not fact, but my opinion, is that this, I thought this was an excellent series. I did too. I thought it was masterfully done. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Um, I feel like they were, they were brutally honest Mm -hmm. in the best way. Um, I do feel like it was time for them to get a chance to tell their side of the story. And, you know, I was critical yeah. of that in the past and feeling like, you know, like a lot of people like, and I think you were saying the same thing, like, all right, you're here, move on, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're tired of hearing, why do you keep talking about it? But once you watch it, you're like, wait, they haven't talked about it. They never told their side of the story. No. And as someone that, you know, I think a lot of us can relate to being hurt Mm -hmm. and not just being hurt, but your name being dragged through the mud. Oh yeah, definitely. And never having the opportunity to tell your side. It doesn't mean you're going to change minds necessarily because if people want to think a certain way about you, they're going to. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it does give you some just relief to go, you know what? It's out there. Do, do what you want with it. Believe it. Don't believe it. Right. But to be able to defend yourself. So I was all about it. And, you know, they didn't, what I found inter- not interesting so, so much, but they didn't just go for the Royal family. They, uh, they told, I mean, they went after her sister as well. And I say went after loosely. Yeah. You know, they, they told her they told it from that sort story from all sides, her sister and her father, which, you know, a lot of it really shocked me. The fact that her sister had all these accounts and was 
yes. trolling her and saying all these things. And want to be quite honest, I think her sister really is the one that started the shit storm, you know. Well, she she perpetuated mm-hmm. it. And, you know, listen, I feel like they most of their, you know, venom was aimed at the British media. Yes. And I also believe that, yes, her sister was a shit stirrer. Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, let's call it what it is. She's a liar. Oh, yeah. A, a straight up 100% attention whore. Liar. Yes. And, but the British media, they were seeking them out. Mm-hmm. And she, Fed I'm sure, it. profited, you know, from it too. And her father did. That was, that was the heartbreaking one for me, mm-hmm. realizing how close she actually was to her father her whole life. Because my thought before that was like, maybe they weren't ever that close. Like, because as a parent, I can't imagine doing that to one of my children. Me either. So it it just didn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. But then to know that, no, she was extremely close to her father. Yeah. You know, so it's just very sad, you know, that he would. And it's like, for what? For money? Right. I mean, really? Is that it? I mean, because it's so stupid because. Why? You're going to be a part of this whole world by her marrying right. this man. Isn't it smarter to just stay on their good side and right. be a part of their lives? I'm sure they would always take care of you if you needed help or you had health issues or, you know what I mean? Like, just greedy. I don't know. Well, and, you know, I, I remember what, as it was happening, I'm like, God, this girl won't shut the frick up about, mm-hmm. you know, and it was so persistent and it's almost you know i say this because it it was donald trump like mhm and and it was very diane like and i say that because a therapist told um my brother that diane has the same cocktail in her as donald trump that they're Damn. yeah that whole sociopathic narcissistic bullshit yeah and i remember at the time feeling that way like that's what my mother would do that's it, like that's what she would do. Oh, she you're, would show you're talking her about like her father. Yeah, yeah, and the sister. Yeah, okay. She yeah. would. My mother would show her ass to the world like that, and they would. Yeah, they would be pissed if I wasn't including them, and they'd be talking shit about me. Well, mm-hmm. they do it without me being rich and famous, but um, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's that whole, and they don't, and they don't, they don't stop for anything. They just just, no. just keep on coming, and yeah. You know, I I thought it was interesting how, um, you know, her niece, Megan's niece, the daughter of Samantha, the sister, who she mm-hmm. didn't raise, who she gave to the grandparents and who adopted, how she said, and, and she said this and it really struck me. She said, some people you just can't change their minds or reason with them. And it's just sad to me that I lost out on the relationship with my aunt for the time being because of something my mother did. Mm-hmm. And it hit me like that's my whole life. That's I mean, so, yeah, put me in a box because of what things my mother does or did. Yeah. So absolutely. I can relate with that, too. Not to the level that you do, but there was a lot more of that when I was younger than there is yeah. now. But I yeah that it's it's horrific and here it is you know your mother who never 
wanted to be your mother, never even participated as a parent in your life. And here you create and carve out a world for yourself, even though you've been abandoned by her Mm -hmm. and you do get blessed to have a relationship with your aunt, even though your mother's a wacko and here she, and listen, how much do you want to bet that a big part of what the sister did was jealousy over all the years that she did have a relationship with Megan. Yeah. Clearly she is extremely jealous of the relationship her father had with Megan. Yes. Cause he was very hands-on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they don't seem to have a good relationship. No. So, you know, it's, it was just dysfunction at its finest, freaking finest. And typical American I, family. I can't, <laughs> I can't Americans. There was a couple times where, like just thinking about Prince Harry, <laughs> like trying to talk to her father right? like when they were leaving voicemails, you know, and he's like, listen, you know, we're here. We, we just want to help you. And like, it's like, he must be thinking, Jesus, age Christ, like <laughs> what I get myself into the hell everybody kept, you know, making a big deal about her being black and talking about the ghetto. And I'm like, um, this is white trash. At its <laughs> finest. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> straight from black the trailer folks, park black folks would not go up into that royal family acting a fool like no, this no they would not <laughs> they would hide that shit and behave themselves <laughs> some white people bullshit yes, <laughs> i had i just couldn't help it a couple times i was like whoa <laughs> but yeah i mean jesus god you know something i wrote down and I, I, I've gotten this, you know, from a few people that I've, you know, listened to their perspectives. And, you know, I really feel strongly that the bottom line is that if you really, if you're really being honest with yourself about the Royals mm-hmm. and specifically Harry, mm-hmm. if you look at his life from the time he was very young, he never wanted to stay there. He told us from the time he was especially a teenager, he was not going to stay. He was trying to figure it out. I mean, my God, look at all the years he spent in the military. In bucking the system. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than be at home and be acting as a royal. He had no interest in it. And I like that Megan said that at one point. She said, listen, you know, he would have never been interested in me. The reason he was interested in me is because I represented the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. It, it it gave him the, this feeling of this is a life that I could have instead of this one. That's what he wanted. Right. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't her. She didn't take him away. She didn't, she doesn't pull the strings. Mm-mm. Harry was planning this for most of his life since his mother's death. Right. Frankly. And you know, I, this, this documentary just shined a very, bright light on that for did, me. did you watch the show he did with oprah on hbo max is it the one for his book no it was called the me within me or something like that you know what i never did i started watching it because there was other people on it too right yeah yeah and i started watching it and i never finished it no it, it, it he spoke about openly about his anxiety in that and how he went before he would have to go to these events as a teenager after the military and all of that he would get anxiety attacks 
and he would remember he would be afraid that people were going to see him sweating because he was so had such bad anxiety for being in those places so i i really truly think that if you look at the way megan's friends speak about her in this Mm -hmm. documentary and they're not just i mean they're they're not Okay, they're not celebrities who you find in the gossip magazines. No. But they're high caliber people. You know, and Ab- they're people of substance. Yes, Abigail, I forget her last name, name her one friend, the dark-haired one. I love her. I do too. She is is like the most amazing actress underrated, I think. I mean, Serena Williams, come on. Serena Williams. Like you bag a friend like that. Yeah, to me, it's almost like Oprah or like yeah. a freaking, I don't even know because she is, she's a high caliber person. person they don't know. have time for drama. No. And mm-hmm. all, of, so she had, and the thing of it is, is no. And, and you know, all these people saying she's a gold digger and she knew what she was going after. Meghan Markle had a beautiful life before Prince Harry. She oh, yeah. walked the streets, fans that recognized her, she posed, she hugged, she She existed. had money. She had money, not royal money, but oh. she had, I mean, she had million into the millions, probably two or three, but still, she could do afford the things she wanted to, to afford. She didn't need him. And they made that clear in the beginning with their courtship. It was like, okay, what do you bring to the table? What, what are you about? And they shared interests with their charities and mm-hmm. the things that they wanted to do for the world. And I really do think that a lot of it started when they went to Australia, as it did with Charles and Diana, when the uh, people of Australia loved them so much and her. Mm-hmm. And I think that people back home got a little jealous, like his father before him, like they said that's when the negative press started. I do find it interesting that when they're talking about the wedding, they make several points to say when they talk about the violin quartet. Mm-hmm. Harry says, yes, my dad put that together. He mm-hmm. he helped with that. And then they mention the choir. Yeah. And she says, yes. Your dad helped us. They were very kind. All of the, yeah, all of these things. And your dad was so sweet to walk me down the aisle and this. They made a point to be kind to Charles. Yeah, to take the light off him. And show really without saying, they said it without saying, it's his his brother, you know, that has really got pissed off because he was jealous that they weren't the it couple anymore. And Mm -hmm. I I don't know what, you you know. Well, they, they they came out and said, your brother. Yeah. Because that one, I don't know if it was the fifth or sixth episode where William, I think, texted him. They had mm-hmm. a text between After each other. After Oprah. And then she read it. And she's like, you know, like a lot of us were like, that <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, fuck. Your brother, I'm going to say anything. We're like, your brother, man. I'm not going to say anything, but, you know. We're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So he's I really hinted to her that she didn't say anything, that she respected that's his brother and didn't go all, you know, ghetto or, you know, well, well, you know love, a, run her mouth like we would. Yeah, get all right. We would have been like, fuck that motherfucker. He ain't coming in my house no more. <laughs> Fuck him and the turkey. He ain't coming here. No more holidays for you, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, but it it's one more thing that it's clear to me that this woman loves him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of because, you know, <laughs> we can joke, but 
you know, I know all about dysfunctional families <laughs> on both sides of the aisle. Right, yeah. Hello. And, but that's because I love my husband so much. I love who he loves mm-hmm. and, and I will do everything that I can to, yeah, there's times we have to step back mm-hmm. if things are like too toxic, you know, but, but it's like that respect and love for someone so much that you just, you know, that's a way of respecting and loving them. And it was very clear that, you know, she, in my opinion, has done that. She's, you know, being a good partner and, you know, I just think it's on such a big scale, mm-hmm. you know, so they're having the same kind of bullshit, just petty, you know, jealousies and angers and hurts and fights, but on just such a grander mm-hmm. scale, you know, and the thing of it is, Harry doesn't have anything else to lose no, or gain. He was never going to be the king. No, you know, or his kid or, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, and that's how he lived his life. And the thing that really caught me was when he talked about the options that were on the table. And I do believe his father was trying to make it work. I do too. Um, I believe the institution was definitely working against them mm-hmm. as far as, you know, when they kept talking about the offices and there's players behind the scenes that are feeding things to the press, obviously oh, yeah. feeding things. leaking. But I think that, you know, it, it, I think William, I, this is maybe I'm breaching. Who knows if William's even very happy about what his standing is in this family. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. You know, I, it's controlled his entire life. I'm sure there is resentment. I'm sure there's some jealousy oh, sure of the freedom mm-hmm. that Harry has. And I think it was almost like, no, motherfucker, if I got to do this shit, you're going to do it too. And so it's bounce. either all yeah. in or all the fuck out. Yeah. You know, like, And Harry's like, well, fine, all the fuck out. <laughs> like, <laughs> But he wanted to stay as an active royal. Right. Him and Megan, they were willing to continue to work for the crown and and do it on their own dime. Right. That's the thing of it. Yeah. They were saying, look, no tax money involved or any any of that shit. We will do it on our dime, mm-hmm. but still serve the crown. Right. And it was like all in or all out. You know? And I mean, from the way they talked about Charles the entire time, I agree with you. I don't think it was Charles. No, I don't either. And I I don't know who to blame, though. Was it the queen, ultimately, that made decisions? I, would it be beyond the, the scope? No. No. I mean, ultimately, she you have to remember that she is always, she, first and foremost, most, she puts the crown first before her family. So she... We see it. We've seen it through the years. She hasn't always made the best decisions when it came to her family as far as their personal needs over the institution. Yeah. And I think that maybe she felt it would look a certain way if, you know, from what I remember at the time that the, somebody said that she said either you're in or you're out and there's no halfway being a royal, but I mean... You know, you know, Prince Andrew, he he was the second in line. Princess Anne, they're both allowed to have their lives wherever. We don't even know where they live. I mean, pretty yeah. much. And uh, Andrew's a bad example because of what happened now. But through the years, 
you know, he's had his privacy and whatnot. And he's, yeah, but they stayed there. They yeah, stayed. Yeah. yeah. And he and his children, both of his daughters, live on public funds. And, you know, both of the girls are married to men who have their own businesses and their own lives. And they, you know, are afforded the luxuries. So why isn't it okay for Harry and Meghan to do that? I mean, I they, they, what, they, and then, and you remember, they initially said they were looking at Australia, then South Africa, mm-hmm. and then Canada. And the only yeah. reason they got the hell out of Canada was because the borders were closing and it was leaked. Their location was leaked. Yeah. And the, this is the thing it comes down to the fact that Harry knew as long as they stayed on the taxpayer's dime, because that's what the press has yes. used for yes. all these years. Mm-hmm. We pay for you and we should have full access. Right. And which is bullshit. It is bullshit, but it has it's been this trade-off between the institution and the press. And Harry knew he had to leave completely mm-hmm. to be able to say, no, you don't have that control anymore. However fucked up and disillusioned that was, I'm now not living on the taxpayer's dime whatsoever. I'm not getting any royalties. And um, sorry, <laughs> distracted. You know, so, but I think I I would not be surprised if the queen had to make the ultimate decision Mm -hmm. and kind of a tiebreaker. Yeah. And, and maybe in her wisdom, whether we agree with her or not, she saw these two grandsons of hers that I believe she loves very deeply and saw the pain that Harry was in, saw the frustration that was causing William and the, the brides and all this stuff. And maybe ultimately she, you know, said, listen, this is what might be the healthiest thing for the family, for you, for all of you. I mean, set yeah, him free. I, she yeah. set him free ultimately. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, they don't say anything unkind about her either. No. That I caught anyway. No. You know, so this sounds like a lot of pain between the brothers. Mm-hmm. And listen, I don't want to bash William because, you know, I, my heart aches for both of them. We watched their whole lives. We mm-hmm. watched their, you know, this tragic thing happen to them and they've had each other. And so I really hope they find their way back at some point, you know, it's sad, but that's, you know, how we feel about anything. You know, I mean, it's, it happens to a lot of us, you know, so, yeah. but uh, listen, I just want to touch on, because I remember hearing about this, Tyler, Shit, what is this name? Tyler Perry? Oh my god. I'm having a, the worst brain fart oh in the world. God, I'm sorry. I love him. I love him, love him, love him. But I had no idea. I remember hearing a little snippet about him being involved, but I had no idea to what degree he got involved. And I two things. I love what he said in the docuseries about abuse. Yes. Okay. And how he described abuse and he caught some some shit from people being like, don't try to compare this to abuse victims. And he said, listen, my mother was the victim of abuse. And what does the abuser do? They withhold financial support. Mm -hmm. They withhold support, emotional support. They threaten that you won't have a place to live. They threaten those things were happening to them. And that is abuse. Yeah. And and I loved that because it's like, look. They can be the royal family. They can have their little protocols or whatever, but you got to call a spade a spade. And 
then the fact that they asked him to be Lilibet's yeah. godfather. Yeah. And I was like, get out. That is so cool. That <laughs> and then he called them back and said, do I have to go over there with those people? Cause do I got to go do the ceremonies I, I don't and shit? Do <laughs> I ain't doing do all that shit. <laughs> we just have a little something here. <laughs> <laughs> a little party at my place, but none of that royal bullshit. I'm like, yeah, I get that. No, but I, he's so incredible. You know, he is. And the thing of it is, is I don't think Harry wanted a lot. The only thing the kid wanted was security. And why, why shouldn't he have it? He is a freaking prince. They, he had to leave Afghanistan because there was a plot to kidnap him. Mm-hmm. There are people all over the world that would put a ransom on his head. Absolutely. Not to mention the crazy fans that will just troll yeah. up on his place just to see Prince Harry and Meghan. I mean, so like leave that out of it. He, his mother was, I believe, murdered. I mean, yeah. so. You, he knows way more than any of us do. If that kid needs security, he there's a reason for it, and that was just wrong. And yeah, you know he's had this problem back in when he goes back home that they don't want to provide security for him, but yet he's not allowed to bring his own team. So it's it's th- almost vindictive, mm-hmm. you know. It really is. And it's like when does it stop? When something horrible happens to one of them? I mean, it's like at the end of the day, what the hell? I mean. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't, the I don't Regency thing says that the children and the grandchildren are supposed to get the security with the titles. Yeah. So, and everybody bitching about them getting the hundred million for the Netflix series. Why shouldn't they? Why? Yeah, exactly. Look what they they're gave working up. for it, mm-hmm. too. I mean, they're working for it. Why would uh, Chris Rock get, you know, a hundred million for a stand up? That's Brady what Netflix does. People. Yeah. yeah. They they do these documentaries. They do stand up specials. They do that's it's it's entertainment, even yeah. though it's their truth. There's nothing wrong with them getting paid mm-hmm. for that. No, they, they're telling their story. That it's worth that. It's for them to yeah. drive a further wedge between them and the royal family. Yeah, it's worth that and more. Well, I'm sold. I mean, I I just I'm definitely listen. I love the royals. I do too. I'll always be intrigued. Me too. You know, that'll never change, you know, but I definitely have their back. Like I have way better understanding now. And really, I, I cried. I cried I several too. times. Like I caught myself like crying. I'm like, <gasps> especially when she talked about her miscarriage mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like just uh, the suffering. You could just feel it coming from them still mm-hmm. the, the pain yeah and, the passive aggressiveness of it all mm-hmm. that's what it was it was all passive aggressive behavior they'll block yeah blocking him from seeing his grandmother blocking you know there's they're gonna sue the daily mail and just constantly blocking that and oh no, nothing's happening nothing's happening and like forcing yeah. their hand all of it absolutely so Wish nothing but the best for Megan and Harry. I agree. I agree. It's difficult to be a member of any family, I think. <laughs> yes. They're all royal. Seriously. Pains in the asses. <laughs> I know. Like, we all have our shit. We all have our drama. It's nothing. Just because they're royal yeah. doesn't mean they're above it. I mean. Listen, that's why I said you could relate. I can relate still to wipe things their that asses are happening. Like we do. <laughs> At the end of the day. Not to be gross. <laughs> Again, agreed. 
<laughs> Listen, I mean, still get diarrhea from Taco Bell. I mean, yep. <laughs> the Royal Taco. <laughs> yep. That yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so All right. Well, before we wrap it up, we're going to when do you so we're taking a break for the holidays. We right. can't. Yeah, we if you want to. Yeah, if we whatever. Uh, I'm, well, big, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation after Wednesday, so whatever you want to do, it's fine. With Listen, me. I'm down for whatever. I just figured you were busy. No, I no, was trying to take the pressure off you. No, no, no. I um, yeah, no. I this has actually been very helpful because okay. yeah, it does help me to do it. It's it's not. It's definitely not the podcast. <laughs> Why? It's <laughs> been the- like you podcasting. No, not today. No. Everything all right? You didn't. You didn't run off another partner, did you? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> Get off me. No, I listen. This is a bright spot in my life. It, yeah. it really is. So, but you know, yeah. I mean, we can just kind of play it by ear. Yeah. You know, I'm down. I like to have it to look forward to. Yeah. You know. Um, and there's so much shit that keeps happening. I know. I'm like right? every time I see something, I'm like, I want to talk about it. Me too. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll at least we'll wait till after Christmas. I think. Yeah, definitely. We'll wait till after Christmas next week. Sometime we'll we'll schedule one. All right, sounds good. All right, everybody, thank you for listening and happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everybody that's listening and listens and continues to support us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Happy holidays, Bye. everybody. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>